Hello everyone and welcome back to the Drew View. In today's show, we are going to be talking about some rhetoric that has come from the president and the White House as a whole and how they need to watch out if they want to win re-election. I'm Drew Bennett and you're listening to the Drew View. Thank you, everyone, for coming back to listen to the last day of content this week. Great to have you guys back. I hope you enjoyed all of this week, uh, all of the content that has been released this week. And yesterday's episode did really well. So thank you to everyone who listened to yesterday's episode. If you haven't, go listen to it. I think it's an important one that we all need to hear, and it's a good reminder. Now, I came across this clip yesterday when I was going through, and I also saw essentially this same thing posted from Biden-Harris White House on Twitter, and it has been drawing a lot of attention. So of course, as you're aware, because of all the flags, all the posts, all the big corporations changing their logos, it is Pride Month. So people have come out and celebrated Pride and Everybody in the LGBTQIAA plus whatever club. And as a part of that, one of the biggest topics that has come up in this cultural battle that's going on in our country kind of shows itself. So one of the things that you see is we are in the middle of a culture war. Okay, and what that means is There are two sides fighting for the culture in this country. There's one side that believes that we should go back to how things were before we had all the craziness in our world. And there's one side that believes we need progress and we need to keep progressing forward. Um, And it's hard to call it progress because essentially they're marching forward you know, these these liberals and stuff, they think that they are pushing forward, they're being progressive, they're thinking of all these new things that they can do, but really, it's just like wandering aimlessly. It's like, oh, uh, this is cool for the moment, and then they go off in that direction. Oh, this is cool for the moment, and they go off in that direction. So it's weird because it's not really progress because there's no end goal, because the end goal keeps changing. You know, you have, okay, we need to legalize gay marriage. Okay, now we need to have the whole culture accept gay marriage. Okay, then we need to make transgender surgery legal. Okay, now we need to make it legal for kids and make sure everybody accepts transgenderism and changes their language. So there's always this push forward, but there's never a set end. It just, the goalpost keeps moving all the time. There's no real end in mind. It just keeps moving. Once we get to a point, then it continues to move. So anyway, that's a little bit of a rant. But what the biggest topic is that a lot of people are concerned about is transgender, uh, or they like to call it gender-affirming surgery that they perform, and especially in regards to minors. Because this has come up a lot. A lot of people say, you know, grown adults can do whatever they want to do. Go for it. You know, if if you if you're a woman and you think that you're a man, go get surgery. 
If you're a man, you think you're a woman, go get surgery. Whatever you got to do, whatever floats your boat, pal, go for it. And that is the position of a lot of people. But where a lot of Americans draw the line is at the kids. They say, you know, you can, if you're an adult, make whatever decision you want, but kids should not be doing this. Kids should not be able to make this decision. And that is what is kind of the rhetoric that has come from the White House that I think is very unpopular, and I think they should rethink how they put this rhetoric forward if they want to get reelected. So let me just read to you what Biden said in a press conference. He said that we have prejudiced and hysterical people who are engaged in what we see going on around the country, and specifically in regard to banning transgender care for minors in different areas. He said it is an appeal to fear, and it is unjustified, and it's ugly. He said it's wrong that extreme officials are pushing hateful bills targeting transgender children. And then he says the part that we need to say, this is where we draw the line. Biden says, these are our kids. Time out. Full stop right there. I said that phrase exactly how Joe Biden said that phrase. So if you go back and look at that press conference, he said, these are our kids. He put the emphasis on our. Do you know Joe Biden is a government official? He is president of the United States. These are not your kids. These are not the government's kids. And this is what people have been pointing out. This is the part that people are like, whoa, 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 wait, enough of that. These are not your kids. The government is not the one that should be raising your kids, telling your kids what's right and what's wrong. That is the job of parents. Then there is a Twitter post from the White House that starts off with, these are our kids. That's exactly what it says. I don't think I can say it any better than Elon Musk did in his reply. He said, you are the government. They are not your kids. Do we need to make this any more clear? The government, it is not the government's job to step in and intervene in being the parent of our nation's children. The government Whatever you think, whether you think the government doesn't step in enough, steps in too much, a lot of people believe that our government is too involved in our daily lives, period. And out of the people who don't believe that, I bet you a lot of them would say, yeah, the government does not own uh, my kids. Those are my kids. Those are not your kids. Sorry. That's just how it is. This rhetoric is absolutely damaging. Now, if you look... I'm just going to use this as an example because I think this shows how damaging this rhetoric is. If you take a look in Virginia, it was in 2021, I believe, was when the election for Virginia governor was held. And it was held between Glenn Youngkin, the Republican, and Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat. Now, Virginia is a deep blue state. It almost certainly will vote for Biden it has voted for the Democrat by anywhere from 8 to 12 points in the last few elections. 
it is a pretty blue state. But Glenn Youngkin, the Republican, won the governorship there. And do you know what the moment was when Glenn Youngkin really took the cake? When people realized that he was going to be the one that got elected governor? It was when Terry McAuliffe started going after kids and parents. That's what he did. They were talking about education and how parents are not able to play a very big role in education and how teachers are able to push their agenda down the throats of kids. And he essentially said, well, yeah, why should parents be involved in their kids' education? That's our job. That's not their job. They should stay out of it. Let our teachers do their thing. And everybody was like, well, no, you're not just going to teach my kids a bunch of nonsense. You got to be held accountable. That's why we have an elected school board. Like, what the heck? So that rhetoric really killed Terry McAuliffe because he was going after parents and he was saying, no, these are our kids, the government's kids. We are going to be the ones that teach them everything that they know because we own the schools. We have people in the schools that are going to push certain agendas, certain rhetoric. The White House is pushing the most extreme agenda out there. Now, again, I made an episode yesterday where I was like, we need to stop with all the divisiveness and the way that we look at our politicians. I am not saying that, you know, Joe Biden is intentionally being this evil, horrible, no good, very bad guy. I think that his actions are that, but I don't think he himself is that. Just because if you look at him, he is a flawed individual. He is someone who is essentially just a puppet for other people behind the scenes. Of course, when he read that, he was just reading it off of a script. Of course, whoever posted that was just a White House staffer. I give him the benefit of the doubt and say he is likely not an evil person pushing evil things, but this is evil. This itself, not the people pushing it. That's the difference here. You know how Christians, good Christians should say, love the sinner, hate the sin. Well, Biden is not the one that we should be going after. It's the policy And then whoever authored this policy should be the ones that we go to and say, hey, enough of this. We can't be doing this. If you have, if you are under the impression that three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever year olds should be able to choose their gender, should be able to engage in and then get surgery to change their gender to be what fits their mindset. If you believe that they should be able to do that, I just have to ask you, should they be able to consent to having sex at four, five, six, seven, eight years old? Should they be able to get tattoos, smoke tobacco, drink alcohol? Should they be able to gamble, hoping, you know, start gambling at a casino? Should they be able to... All of these things, you open the door to a lot of things when you say these kids should be able to choose something as life-altering as a gender change 
or sex change surgery. It is not rude. It is not hateful to tell a kid, buddy, you are not able to make these decisions at this age. If you turn 18 and you still think that this is what you want to do, then I guess that's what you can do. That is the position of a reasonable person. And I think a lot of people get caught up into this and it's like, oh, well, we have to care for these kids. And, and if they believe that they're this and, and it's just going to hurt them down the road, we just have to affirm whatever they believe. Okay, I don't think that's true. Some kids believe that they're Superman. Some kids believe that they're Spider-Man. Should we go and let them jump out of the 60th floor of a building? I don't think so. That would be dumb. Like, come on, guys. We have to start using more common sense. If you believe that this is what kids should be doing, do you have a problem with kids opening gambling accounts? Do you have a problem with kids drinking alcohol? Do you have a problem with kids smoking weed? Do you have a problem with the same kids doing all of these things, consenting to sex? How about that one? It's all ridiculous. And a lot of Americans, whether you're on the left or on the right, can agree on this. It is ridiculous that we are telling kids and we're telling parents Number one, the government's telling parents that these are our kids and you're going to let them do whatever we want them to do. So you can just sit down, honey. But it's also ridiculous that we have people that actually believe that you're an extremist. Extreme lawmakers, really? That you're an extremist or you're hateful or you hate these kids if you're trying to protect them by saying, hey, I don't think it's the best idea that you make a life-altering decision where you chop off your genitals. I don't think that's the best thing that you can do at this age, at five years old. Sorry. I don't think that's a good idea to do at five years old. If it makes me a hateful person or an extreme person to say, hey, buddy, you're only six years old. Don't chop off your gonads, please. I don't think that's a good idea. I think you should wait till you're 18 and then see if that's still something you want to do. If that is what's going to make me a hateful extremist, well, golly gee, I guess I'm a hateful extremist. And so is a majority of America. You can't call the people who support these things, these fringe people who just hate kids, you can't say that when a majority of the country doesn't think that kids should be doing this. It's ridiculous. And that is how a lot of people have been able to shape politics in this country. It has not been shaped by, oh, this is what the common sense thing is to do. This is what the people think. It's been, no, this is what we're going to do. And if you oppose it, you're the bad guy. You're the hateful one. And then all of a sudden, when a majority of people say, no, that's ridiculous. We shouldn't be doing that. Then they say, oh, yeah, that, that's good. We should, we should do that. Yeah, go kid, happy pride. And that's how we get the pendulum to swing further and further and further to the left. Because when people consider you a radical, hateful extremist for doing something that when, in all reality, a majority of Americans agree with or support, 
And when you're on the side of a majority of Americans, but you get labeled that, you're like, ooh, that makes me feel a little bit icky. Maybe I should change my views a little bit. And that's how it happens in our country. Right now, polls have shown that 68% of Americans, 68% of Americans in a time when we are divided about everything, almost 70% of the country can agree on this. These quote-unquote anti-trans policies that stop this quote-unquote gender-affirming care for minors, 70 almost 70%, 68% support this. But Drew, it's being passed by those big bad Republicans. Urgh. They're going to ruin our country. We can't let them do anything. I don't care what party it is that's supporting this. I don't care if it was the Democratic Party supporting this. Keep your hands off of our kids. Simple as. It's not prejudiced. It's not extreme. It's not ridiculous. It's not fringe to say we should let our kids be kids. And then when they're adults, if they want to make adult decisions, they can make adult decisions. But for now, they're kids. And we're going to let them be kids. That is not an extreme position. It's not. It's what 68% of Americans believe. In a time when everything is this divisive, Come on, don't let this president, don't let this administration, any crazy who is pushing this, don't give in. You are not crazy. You are not the one. You see the gaslighting that goes on? You're the extremist. You're the bad guy if you oppose this. Oh, by the way, you are in the vast majority of Americans, but, you know, you are the extremists and you're the fringe people. No, don't feed into it. It's not true. You are filled with common sense if you think that kids should be kids and we shouldn't make them do all this weird sex stuff because that's what they think in their head that day. Because, oh, well, Jimmy changed to Judy so we must be able to do this, mom. Why not? This is the social contagion part of it. And then we also have this part where they call it gender affirming care. Gender affirming care. That is like the biggest euphemism of our time. Gender affirming care. Oh, it sounds so beautiful. You're affirming somebody's gender. Oh, yeah. No, it's called uh, give billions and billions of dollars to big pharma. And, you know, each individual gives hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to Big Pharma over the course of their life from all the complications with these surgeries and continue to promote it like it's safe and it's important and it saves lives. No, it stops at the kids. Do whatever you want if you're an adult. You can be as weird as you want. You can engage in whatever weird stuff you want. That's why we live in America. But keep your hands off of our kids. Let me make that clear. Our kids, not the government's kids, not Joe Biden's kids, not the president's kids, not Congress's kids, 
not the court's kids, but our kids as Americans. That is what we need to make sure we don't let infiltrate our country. We cannot let our culture war be won by people who think that the government should control your kids and should be able to make the best decisions for your kids and should also allow your kids, if they want, if that's what they're feeling at the time, to be able to completely change and make a life-altering decision that would change the course of their life forever. We can't let this happen in our country. We have to be better than that. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the show. I do get a little fired up about this because, number one, it's a bipartisan issue. 68% of Americans agree that kids should not be forced to put up with this. Kids should not be able to just say, hey, I want to be a girl today. And instead of just acting like a girl, nope, we're going to take you to the doctor and and chop your gonads off. Like, we're not going to do that. We are not going to do that. And of course, your kids are your kids. I don't know who needs to hear this, but your kids are your kids. They're not the school's kids. They're not the government's kids. They're your kids. So don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Anyway, end of the rant for today's episode. Sorry that got a little bit long and drawn out, but it's important that we talk about this. It's a very important issue, and unfortunately, it's one that is big in the media. Can't believe this is happening. But anyway, thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode. You stayed around for another week of content. If you listened to all the episodes this week, thank you very much. I can't wait to see you guys back here next week for more content. But let's end now with my closing prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, you're a great and mighty God. I want to thank you for this day, another day that you've given me to speak into this microphone. And Father, I just pray that the words that I say be a reflection of you to those who listen. Father, I just pray for our country, pray for our kids, that they're kind of coming under attack by these people who believe that they own our kids and your kids. But Lord, I just pray that you help everybody understand that there's an innocence in kids that we need to preserve, that we should not let them just uh, at the whim, whenever they feel like, say, yep, we should go to the doctor and medically change your gender. You made everybody in the way that you wanted to create them. Father, we know that you don't make mistakes, and we love you, and we praise you, we thank you for that. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for sticking around until the end of another episode. I can't wait to see you guys back here again next week. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And until I see you back here again next week, stay blessed.